Hello and welcome to ProductWise Podcast. This is your host, Alexandra Dinella, and my very special guest today is Audrey Pedro. Audrey is currently the Chief Product Officer at Scaleway, a complete cloud solution trusted by more than 25,000 businesses. Audrey's experience spans over 10 years in product management, overseeing the company's product roadmap, from strategy and design to general distribution, as well as the quality of the execution itself. Prior to Scaleway, Audrey held product management positions at DocuSign, as well as served as a lead product manager for PNC fraud detection at Shift Technology. Today, we're going to talk about joys and learnings from working with startup founders, building product mindset in early stage ventures, and hiring and creating a great product team. Audrey, welcome. So looking forward to our conversation today. Hi, thank you very much for inviting me. Happy to, to have a good discussion. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, of course, you've got an extensive experience in, in product management itself. How did your journey in, in product start and what was your experience growing into your current role as a CPO at Scaleway? So I guess I kind of started in product uh, by accident, which was a good accident in a sense. Um, when I started in France back in 20, it was what? 2012, I think, um, we were not really talking about product roles yet. Uh, we were talking about business analysts or, um, product marketing or th that kind of stuff. And, uh, straight out of school, I, I joined a company that was, uh, that was kind of experiencing things around product. So my, my first job really was a business analyst. But it already looked a lot like uh, doing product because I was trying to figure out what the client needs were, how can we uh, shape that into products, prioritize uh, features, do trade-off with engineering team around uh, how to answer the client's needs uh, in the best way. And, uh, and I really had a crush for doing this as a job, so I didn't know it was product, but I knew I really loved doing that because it was so cross-functional, talking to many people, uh, trying to understand how people behave with their tools, how we can improve uh, how they do things. And I thought, okay, I think I want to stay doing that kind of job for the next few years. Mm -hmm. um, and and then I was in a, in a consulting company, so I was switching a lot from... Uh, one project to another, one product to another. And so I, I thought, well, I would like to stay a bit longer, know better the product, the clients, and, and create a longer term relationship with my product and teams. And so at that point, I joined DocuSign, which is quite known uh, uh, e-signature company. Mm. Uh, and, and so I, I had this chance of working in an American company where product management was a bit more advanced, to be honest, at that point, uh, I, I learned from my boss, she was already a PM for 10 to 15 years. And that was not something we had so much, uh, in France at, at that moment. And, and that's the first time I saw a bit like all the potentials in terms of career evolution. I, because first I was doing product without being really product manager and, and it was great. And then I saw that we had 
people managing PMs, CPOs, and all those kind of more executive positions that were taking uh, important decisions for the company and that a career path existed basically for mm -hmm. this job that I, I was not really uh, uh, having the name uh, in, in the first part of my career. And so it, it kind of kept on with the excitement. I, I learned a lot of things. I discovered a lot of things. And, and as uh, next steps, more or less naturally, I ended up having more responsibilities because I mastered like smaller products. So I had bigger or more complex. And then I started to help junior product managers for, first as a mentor. And then I started to hire them. And, uh, and it ended up with becoming the, the chief product officer at Scaleway about a year ago. Um, now really working on product design, product documentation uh, for the company and, and being, yeah, the, the difference as a CPU. Well, I'm still a product manager sometimes like this morning because we have uh, still a lot of um, positions to fill in and I'm, uh, I'm filling in some uh, when, when, when we have uh, important topics. But it's true that being a CPO is, uh, is a lot around um, an executive role, uh, being part of the executive committee of the company, working on, on the strategy, working on mm -hmm. the, the culture of the company. Like how can we be really uh, a product company in the way we take decisions as a business? Um, so there is a lot around evangelism too. Uh, and of course, hiring and coaching great uh, product people that can then, uh, uh, work on, on, on all the challenges we decide to, to address. Beautiful. Um, and you mentioned very correctly that, you know, generally not just in France, but across Europe, the product management as a, uh, as a profession is, is still relatively new. And indeed some founders are still a bit puzzled um you know when when trying to bring in the right kind of a profile into their team you know from your experience in DocuSign how do you see the situation had changed uh, you know through these years um what do you see on the market right now so it, it's been a, a big evolution for me in Europe over the past uh, 10 years uh because first we were not even talking about product 10 years ago and now it's very trendy a lot of people talk about it it's true that it's still confusing for many people and even as a product manager it's not always easy to explain like when people ask what's your job <laughs> i know it's kind of a, it's always a question i ask in interview to product managers like how would you describe your job mm -hmm. to someone wondering what what's a product manager doing um because i think even if it's uh, it has become a, a known job like I, I think a lot of tech companies now have product managers mm -hmm. i still see a lot of uh, flavors and i think there is a part that's very normal because it's not the same uh, job to be a product manager and at a very early stage company from a, a bigger one and it's not the same being a product manager in a b2c company than in a very corporate b2b one so there are kind of um nuances in in the job and that's okay but i think too that there is still 
a bit of a confusion around really like the, the root and the foundation of the, the product manager job. Uh, and I've seen it in several companies I've joined over the, the, the past years after DocuSign 2. Um, people kind of feel it's an important job. We talk about the fact that it's important. I think investors push founders a lot to think about how are you going to handle uh, the product in your in your company. Uh, I, I was in companies or I talked to companies where I know founders were asked by investors, where is your product person? Now you're too big to not have a product person. Mm. But then it we still miss kind of the, the translation of this hype need or, or kind of a, a name that has now a, a place in, in the vocabulary to really understanding the impact uh, the, the, the product managers can have. And so what I find sometimes a bit of a shame in some organizations is that because you have to have a product manager, because it's trendy or because your investor asks you to, you end up with hiring someone with the title product manager, but they don't do that. They do, for example, project management, which is a kind of a common uh, misunderstanding of uh, what a product manager can do. And so then you, you end up with um, people that, that are a bit uh, frustrated too, because maybe they have trying to learn on their side what product management is. And now we have a lot of resources and books around like the best practices. And then they end up in the real life with a job that's not really what they have expected. And they don't really know how to bridge the gap basically. So for me, the current state of uh, uh, the, the, the evolution in the product management role is really to manage in a sense to be clear around uh, what's the product manager uh, value proposition, what he can bring to a company so that even more junior product managers or smaller company that will not necessarily hire uh, C-level PMs can still leverage all the, the good things around having a product manager and product managers don't feel too much frustrated or, or don't uh, end up with project management roles where they thought there will be real product managers. Yeah, uh, 100% agree. It's, um, uh, it takes a certain kind of a click in a mindset uh, almost to understand um, that you need uh, a really good PM to come into your team uh, and, you know, and actually as a founder, hand over the responsibilities, right, from from originally yourself, uh, right? So th this, this takes a, a certain level of, you know, maturity uh, of, of the organization. And there is literally nothing worse than, you know, a founder who raised, let's say, 25 million in Series B, who's struggling to find, you know, a, a CPO and it's just, you know, trying to do too many things at the same time, sales, ops, now the product. And, you know, in the end of the day, you, you have a really, you know, massive risk to, to get your attention diluted away from the product, right? And into, you know, just figuring out what your, uh, you know, what your clients might, might need right now and just doing all of the features. So to, to your kind of definition and the way that I'm looking at it um, or as a, as a product management, as a profession, which 
might be helpful hopefully is that uh if, if you imagine the railway right the railway basically gets you to certain points so pms are the rails right so you really need them to to be able to get to the point and we've got of course engineers who are you know building those features but we can't really have you know tons of features that you know lead nowhere um because then our train is not going to go anywhere right so we really need the the kind of yeah the 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 good railway system if you may um a really connected one and it takes you know it takes time it takes skill to to build that to make sure that all of the points are connected and serve the purpose right um because it is equally important to you know to remove the 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 waste management from both the funds and the time which can cost you a very uh, you know competitive advantage right and uh, your uh, you know, your competition can take on the same the same place uh, and the same user base um, if if you if you don't if you don't actually follow what your user base wants. Yeah, and if you, I think it's it's really and it's too often like you talk about the Series B, which is I find a very important moment often in in startups because first, like it's going after maybe many tracks and starting many railways because it's still product market fit that needs to be found. So mm. let's go after this opportunity, but maybe this one and, and kind of, and, and it's easy to trash like very early startups. They can trash code, start again, adapt. It's really like the pivoting phase. And then you start to get traction. You start to raise money. You start to have mm. clients. And so at that point, you, you, you need to kind of start to structure which are the opportunities you are going to explore and which are the ones you're not going to explore because either it's um, it's too, well, first it's too much, then you, you have to kind of keep on uh, satisfying the customers you have already acquired. And, and so you, you kind of, I, I call it like a bit of a, the, the, the phase where you need to start to, 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 let go a bit. I feel that at the beginning, uh, founders and startups go after everything. And they don't like, like they, they keep on like, we're going to find pragmatic feed and, and that's what makes them so successful. And so there is then a phase where they need to learn to let go of some ideas and focus like the good focus on the ones that they really think have the most potential because they cannot mm. trash things as easier as before because they have a production to run because they start to have inertia in their business. And so they cannot take turns like tack, tack, tack. They need to kind of create yeah, a role. Yeah. And, and, and that's where I found product managers are very valuable. Like it, it needs a bit of a seniority to, to know that, but like some product manager with a few years of experience can really help in this letting go uh, by, by showing how focus can help, how um, mm -hmm. user research and discovery can help to easily trash or keep ideas and, and, and start to create this railway you mentioned. And, uh, and that's the moment where founders need to have this click in mindset you talked about mm -hmm. too, because they need to, to, to see that they will have someone that's probably less, um, uh, 
visionary about where to go. And I think the founder still kind of gives the final destination, but that will help them go to this destination in the best way. And, and they need to trust. There is a big trust thing because when you arrive as a product person in a startup, CPO, first PM, senior PM, whatever the role, when you're like in the more or less first PMs to join a startup, there is really something around, I'm here to take part of what the founder was doing until now. The founder or CTO or like someone quite important in the company. And so creating the trust of, I'm here for the success. I'm just going to change a bit the way we're going there because that's my expertise and I can bring that to the table. Um, it's, it's very, the, the, for me, it's the key of success for product managers too, like managing to create this, uh, trust relationship with, uh, the executive team in a sense of the startup. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, um, I, I think it's a two way street, right? So there, there are certain things that the PM can definitely do to, to sort of facilitate the understanding of product management as a culture, but also, you know, ensuring that, um, the, the, the overall purpose, right. That we're all united under is, is to make this product a success. Um, uh, but you know, from a founder perspective as well, um, it's, it's, it's tough. It's mentally tough to let go of some of the ideas that, you know, you might've been carrying, suggesting, um, and it's difficult to hear, right. That you might be, have, might have been doing things wrong. Um, so especially, you know, the, the pride comes into the place sometimes of, of which, as you, as you correctly noted, you need to let go. Um, and yeah, you, you also mentioned that ultimately, you know, working with startups is not for everyone. It takes a certain seniority, uh, it takes a certain kind of a mindset as well and stakeholder management skills as well, just soothing down the, the conflict and the initial, you know, couple of months, um, and of course, you've, you've got, um, quite a bit of, of, of the experience in that. What were, you know, your kind of three core takeaways, uh, for anyone who might be in the same situation, stepping in as the first PM or first CPO and taking over from a founder? Yeah. For, for me, the, the very important thing is, is the, the, the trust part and, and the first, even before that, and I guess something you can see, uh, from from the interviews, like even before joining the company is to make sure you're uh, aligned and agreeing on what's expected of this first product person. I think that's something I maybe learned the hard way sometimes, uh, because in my head, it was so clear what a product manager can bring. And when the founder was saying, I need to bring a product manager on board, I was just so excited. And in the end, like the reality, we realized that he was expecting A and I was wanting to bring B. Uh, so like be very clear in the interviews, in the discussions before joining the company and like in the first months in the company around what you want to bring, what's your vision around how are you going to make your, your, your product job? And what you need from the, 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 the founder too, because as you said, it's a, it's a two way relationship. And as a product person, we bring things, but we need to, to get the space. We need to uh, build uh, what we have to build. 
And on that, there are interesting uh, discussion or exercises that can be done on like, where do we stand now? Where is the company? Where do you want to be? And how do you see the, the product person helping in shaping this new um, company state, basically? So I think it's really a, a, a real discussion uh, that can sometimes be uncomfortable because like in interviews, there is always this thing around, I want to look as, as good as I can because I want to be hired. And often mm. when, well, at least for me, often when I start to have discussions with startups, it's because I really like the product. I kind of project myself a lot. And then you think having this discussion very early can be a, a showstopper because you can um, realize it's not a fit, but it's better to realize it's not a fit early than like six months in the job. So, so first thing is really to, to be very clear about what you will need, like the kind of support where you, you feel uh, like you'll need the founder to let go of things, mm -hmm. have like the tough discussions, start to have them, uh, really early early. on. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then, yeah, when you join agree kind of a, of a six, 12 months, uh, uh, target of, okay, today that those are the pain, but often like when, uh, what I've experienced several times is that, uh, again, after series B, uh, the, the, the startup is hiring a lot, like the engineering team is doubling in size, for example. But the founders feel it's not increasing in velocity. Mm -hmm. And that's often a big frustration. They're like, we have twice much engineers as, as we had uh, two years ago. And now we cannot even ship a feature every week or every day, what's happening. And so often it's like, we have tech debt, there is the production to run, mm -hmm. and then people explore too many uh, ideas at the same time. And so they start a lot of things, but they don't finish them. So there are a lot of mm -hmm. reasons that often explain why there is this impression of like everyone stopped working. No, basically nobody mm -hmm. stopped working, but that's, that can be the impression. And so like identifying those very big pain points funders may have and, and, and start by that, right? Like, so we have the impression we ship nothing. Okay. So. Why? Mm -hmm. Potentially it's because we're starting too many things and not finishing them. And here as a product manager, you have a great value to add because you can explain, okay, we're exactly around the letting go topic. We have maybe 20 engineers, like 50 engineers now are not 20, but we're starting 50 things instead of 10. So we're not finishing anything like the, 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 yeah. the, the, the life cycle uh, time is very bad. So how can we prioritize what we do, start, finish, and then start something else? So mm -hmm. it's, it's really around, um, and I, I think it's it's true for any uh, new product job and not just a startup, it's like observation first. What is the current company startup situation? And, and having this, uh, uh, self-discipline of not acting or deciding too soon because just it's, it's not because you're a good PM that, uh, you're good at this specific product, this specific market, this specific kind of users. So like, I, I, I like to say 
we should not take any product decision before we have met at least 15 clients. Because we need first to understand what the client needs and what the teams need. And so observe, kind of make a map, identify maybe the most painful points and start with quick wins on them. Like, okay, maybe we can just work on the backlog, remove half of the ideas we've been working on, focus everyone on, on half of them, ship, and then we will see that it ships. People will be, ah, that's great. Now it's shipping. And then you can go to the next, may maybe more um, difficult discussion that, okay, why did we end up with 50 ideas in the first place? Who's mm -hmm. pushing engineers to work on other things that what was initially planned, but that can come after. Um, so yeah, then create link with all the clients teams. So customer success, support, etc. again, to know, um, the users better, their problems. Uh, for me, it's important when you start as a product person in a company to spend even a day just sitting close to support and see what's the typical day of a support person in the company. What happens? What are the, the main issues clients are facing? Uh, so really like, yeah, take time to uh, understand the users, understand their current use of the product, what's working well and what's uh, maybe less uh, working and then choose the battles you're going to fight first because it's a bit the same that for the product but if you create a too ambitious personal roadmap you won't have very much impact before long because you'll yeah. start too many things at the same time so focus on the most um uh visible areas or it, it, I think it's a mix of what seems to be very painful in the company and where do you think you can bring value? Because mm -hmm. sometimes something is very painful, but it's not in your uh, influence or even control mm. uh, area. And so then you can just get very uh, exhausted at trying to fix that out. So finding the right balance between that's where I know I'm good and I can help. And that's something that the company is really uh, uh, struggling with right now. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's good, good golden nuggets. And uh, I feel the skill of, you know, being able to prioritize generally as a PM is applicable to both professional, personal life, everything that you do, because um, it ultimately helps you focus as, as you correctly outlined right now. Um, it, it, you know, knowing exactly where you want to end up is something that you know, companies as products, you know, when they develop products, they struggle, but also us as, as people, right? Um, if you're even looking at your career progression, if you don't know where you're going, how can you make potentially a right, you know, next step towards that goal? So even, even you know, thinking or putting that into the perspective of, of all other uh, you know, all other positions, all other departments, it's, it's an ultimate kind of a must have skill to, um, to absorb, uh, and to really master. Yeah. And, and another very important thing with uh, what you just said for me is that as a product person, you're really having a lot of people in the company you talk to, which is very good. It, it's, it should be that way. Uh, but it means too that when you arrive as a first or second or like early product person in the company, there are a lot of expectations 
people project mm. a lot like, oh, great, we have a product manager and it's going to fix this or this or this. So it's important when you start to have the discussions with people about what are they expecting from you, because it's kind of um, a good uh, information to have. But mm -hmm. the next step, and that's like prioritization, it's the same. I think there are a few very important things to do as a PM. So another one is manage expectations. So, mm. okay, you expect that, know that I am going to work on that. Maybe not now, but yeah, that's in my, uh, yeah, in transparency. my yeah. yeah, but that's not going to be me or I'm going to be, need your help or that's going to to take really a long time because it's not just I have a PM and it's going to be fixed. So kind of uh, understanding all the, yeah, all the expectations people may have when you join and, uh, and be very clear about what you're going to be trying to fix and working on and what you're not going to be working on for now or just never because it's not your job and that's okay. People are not product managers so they can have kind of a, a, um, a visions of what the role is which is not exactly what you're going to bring so so yeah expectation management is another with prioritization a very important thing that needs to be applied to clients and to products but to um to yourself as a product person mm. 100%. And, you know, you noted to me earlier that one of the things that you're super proud of is implementing the product culture in scale way and, and also in shift. Um, would you be able to zoom in on kind of a high level strategy of what you've, you know, what, what are the core things that you've embedded to build or start building that culture? Uh, that, that's an interesting question because yesterday I had a discussion with a uh, my head of product operations. And she told me, um, it's funny because the, the, the decision you took at Scaleway um, is not the one that we see in most, uh, in most companies, basically. So we have, we already had product managers when I joined Scaleway. I think it was the first time the team was that big when I joined. It was around like between five and 10 product managers. And so I had to, to do what I already, already did before, which is hiring new people. And so there, now I know which profile I look for, how to hire, etc. But I had to think about how am I going to help the product managers that are already there to meet the expectations I have for them. So some of them are already far away above even my expectations, but some were hired maybe with some confusion around project, product, et cetera, and need our help um, to, to raise to the challenge. And so the decision I took in terms of how uh, I'm, I'm investing in um, training and, and building my product team, uh, my product managers team is really focus first on um, this uh, client problems identification. So, product discovery aspect. How do we make sure we're addressing the right problem? How do we know why we're doing this feature? How do we know the impact the feature is going to have? How do we measure this impact, etc. Mm. And so my head of product ops yesterday told me, but Audrey, you know, often first you master product delivery, what in France, there is a, a known um, 
framework around uh, product management careers. And they say it's kind of a, if you take an M&Ms, you have like the, the peanut inside. So the peanut is product delivery, like kind of the core. And then you work on other uh, layers. And she told me, you, you didn't invest in the core first. You started with like the, the important layers around. Um, and for me, this decision was taken. And I remember when I, I had to take the decision, I thought about it a lot because I wanted the product culture first. And for me, the product culture doesn't go with, are we good at delivering, at, at, at doing product delivery, which is mostly the project management part of the, the PM job, but are we good at identifying why impacts and following that up to make sure we're, we're bringing value to users. Mm. And so for me, the product culture is really around showing that that's the most important thing. So yes, at a point when we don't deliver what we said we will deliver with the, we cannot measure the impact, right? So sometimes it's a bit uncomfortable. It's a bit, uh, when the delivery part is not, uh, mastered, it creates a bit of a, um, slowing down and it, it can be tough, but del perfectly de delivering something that has no value is even worse for me. Uh, and so I took this decision to say, we're going really to focus for now 100% of, we want to be a team and a company where we ship features that have sense for clients that have potential high impact and that we know how to measure the impact. And so that's for me, how I'm implementing, um, at scale with the product culture is I want everyone in the company. So it starts with PMs, but it's true for product designers, for engineers. I want the most uh, people in the company to know why we even ship this feature, how the users are going, are going to be using it and what it's going to be new for them. Like what, why do they use it? Basically it, it's because it helps them. So how are we going to help clients do what, what we do at Scaleway is uh, cloud infrastructure. So how are we going to help DevOps be more efficient at running the cloud infrastructure? Um, so, so that's how I, I approached it. I guess it's a mix of personal conviction because I really think that uh, this single why impact thing is the most valuable thing a PM can bring to an organization. And second is, is it's because of how the company and team was set when I joined, where I felt it was really a place where we can bring a lot of uh, value. And, uh, and, and I thought that if, if I started with the delivery first, we will probably be a bit, uh, boxed in a project management role. And it will be harder to change that in a few months or in, in one or two years than the other way around. I mean, now that uh, people start to really see that uh, we look for impact for uh, helping clients, etc., fixing the, the, the delivery part is, is not, it's, uh, it's work, but there are not going to be change management or things like that around. Yeah. 
So you decided to start with M&M's coating, <laughs> you know, with, with the colorful th things. And um, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. It's so important to maintain customer centricity and only then move at, you know, kind of a granular level of, you know, what's the, what's the cycle, right? Where we, you know, most most commonly experience the issues, especially at the start. Um, if you if you go into the wrong route or the wrong direction, that again can cost you. That can be very very costly mistake uh, to make because it's a waste of the resources, waste of time, and potentially even the waste of of the venture overall. So I think you know two thousand percent a right decision, um, and uh, you know it's a, I suppose that that's also part of you know um, a point why uh, Scaleway is so successful because you've sort of led them into into you know focusing on that particular on that particular route uh, and embedding that kind of an approach yeah at least it's the the it's my strategy as the chief product officer to be very successful uh, because indeed I think uh, when, when we when we have this approach uh, then clients just um, there is a part of acquisition that that's uh, that's easier because we don't have to oversell the features or the mm -hmm. products. They're so much um, adapted to the, the 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 challenges our clients have that mm. it, it it makes sense. It's a no-brainer, yeah. It's a yeah, no-brainer exactly. for them to use you uh, to use the product. Uh, indeed, exactly. which again, um, I suppose, makes the whole life of the marketing department a lot easier. Yeah, that's uh, that's at least really the goal, and uh, and it's still a, an ongoing process. I've taken this position a year ago, so we're still um, we're we're still uh, unfolding part of the of the topics, etc. But uh, but yeah, I, the the goal is really to for me it it goes to with the product culture. It's it's like the, the product led mm. um, business. So is how can we uh, be a company that uh, that has the right product for its target, so that uh, the the product itself, like people talk about when people talk about Scaleway, they talk about how our developer experience is good, how our products mm. are easy to use, and that's really like the core because we're in a very competitive market. And for me, that's the core of what we can be and what can differentiate us from. Uh, our competitors is developers will choose us because we are the products they enjoy using the most. Mm -hmm. Then there are, of course, other aspects on which we can lose, which is uh, when when it goes to uh, um, to higher decisions and and whatever. But we want to be this product that people really enjoy using. Uh, and, and for me, that's where we, we kind of, uh, blend the product culture into really like the, the business of like into how we make business. We want to make business, not just by uh, going sell, 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 and, and, uh, and be very aggressive in, in the, in the selling or marketing aspects. We want to be a company that has a product that's strong enough so that people focus on the product.
Absolutely. One last point perhaps to cover for today is, is you know, you mentioned that um, you had to uh, build the team, um, uh, you know, at the, the, the PMs to your current team at Scaleway. Um, what is, you know, your secret sauce uh, or what is the secret sauce that you think is, is absolutely necessary uh, to build a great product team uh, aware that generally building great teams is, is superbly important for you and you view that as, as kind of a highlight of, of all of the teams that you've worked with. That's true that for me, uh, as a chief product officer, I have some like very um, strong uh, responsibilities and high, like building a, a high functioning team. And so hiring a high functioning team, if it's not there yet, uh, and coaching them if they're already there is uh, one of the most important because I really think that the more uh, management you get, the more you're here to have the right people at the right place so they can then create the right process and have the right outputs and you're not there anymore to work on the outputs or processes that much. So I guess the first time I had the chance to really build a team was at Chief Technology, the previous company I worked for. And there I learned a lot uh, with my boss. He, he was very uh, a good recruiter and he showed me how he did it. And so the, the, for me, the, the secret, well, secret sauce, I don't know if there is a secret sauce, but there is a, a, a very important thing for me around uh, potential VS already acquired skills, basically. Um, and in Europe, or at least in France, the, the product management market is very tense. Uh, and it's been, uh, it's been uh, a few years now. So when I started recruiting, it was already very tense. So I, I, I guess my first approach was, uh, and, and it's, I, I see it as a very standard approach, but I like spoiler, I don't think it's the right one anymore. <laughs> but it was to kind of look for product managers in other great startups and, and, and try to hire them. So the first issue with that is that there are, very, very much uh, demanded. So they are mm. kind of profiles that get tons of uh, recruitment emails per week. And, and so it, it ends up a bit with being a fight between is your brand nice enough? Is your salary good enough? And I never worked in companies that had, outside maybe of DocuSign, that had brands that were uh, sparkling in people's eyes. Uh, so, so I, I kind of hit a wall there and realized that it's, it was probably not the right approach. And so now what I'm doing is I'm looking for all those people that do product jobs without having the product title. So basically what I did when I started my career 10 years ago, I was a product person, but I was not called product person. I had no product title. And I didn't even knew I was doing product basically. And so now I'm really looking like when we, we get resumes, etc. I'm really looking into what are these people really doing, right? So in other industries, for example, I hired once um, a, a guy who was digital marketing manager or something like that, but it, in, a, in an industry around um, a big... Uh, a big corporation that was 
working on submarines or something like that. So nothing to do with tech, but what he was doing on a daily basis was the product job at this company, right? Uh, and so then see uh, what's the potential because those are people that have the the, the right product um, mindset habits mindset. like and yeah I would say instinct in a sense so instinctively they're figuring out like prioritization is important expectation management is important communication is important and then it's just to see how much will they be able to learn like the very um, craft skills from uh, being a PM in startup around all the agile methodologies, user research methodologies, etc. But it's often, for me, it's easier to learn this, which is really craft skills that, that can be taught, than to change your instincts and your mindset, which is very harder. And so I end up hiring a lot of people that, come from other industries or another type of profile that I find very interesting is um, people that have been uh, consulting in new tech for several years. Uh, but basically what I'm really looking for, and so I think it, it's, it's hard in the sense that it can take longer in terms of interviews because you don't do the same um, uh, resume it? filter so you, you spend time with more people in interviews, but then there are some things like uh, people that have been uh, in um, in companies, like people that are product managers in very uh, old-fashioned industries uh, where product management is a lot around project management. For example, for me, it's already like resume out, uh, mm. but for others, it's really like, testing their, uh, I, I hired a great PM too, like lead PM last year. And before that, she was a product marketing person at a book edition company. Mm. But she was spending her time understanding what do people need to have in the book? How can the book be better? Which stories do we need to tell in them, et cetera, et cetera. So she was really, uh, basically doing product discovery. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's really like testing those, uh, those instincts, uh, testing this mindset, uh, and then see how much they can learn the more uh, academic part of it. But it's, uh, it's often the, 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 the no brainer part in a sense. And, uh, and I find it's interesting profile for another reason. So first it's, easier in a sense to hire them. It, it takes more time, but um, you have less uh, fight and competition and, and then you end up with less. Uh, I find that sometimes PMs in very known startups can be a bit diva because they know they've been a PM. Yeah. <laughs> then, so it's not uh, always an easy discussion. It depends on the people, but it can be a, a drawback. Uh, and what I find very great about those profiles is that they bring an, another um, point of view, right? Because in the startup world, sometimes I find in France, at least, it's a bit of a, like, we're between us sometimes. Like we've all been in those great French uh, raised, uh, like highly invested startups. Everybody knows each other. So like we have 
we have a, a, a product community that is growing, but like for the ones that have been in products for 10 years, well, we were not that many. And so bringing people from other industries, other kind of, 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 uh, other way of looking at things, uh, brings very much value now in my di direct team. So all the managers I have. I have nobody who, who was a, f a very a standard startup PM. I had people from like hardware industry. I have people from book edition and, and, and it's, it's very like, it's the topic around the diversity, right? The more diverse mm. profile you have, the more rich your uh, team thinking is because no, nobody's thinking the same way and you prevent the, the, clone thing where everybody's kind of thinking exactly the same way because same, yeah. we've been all through kind of the same um, uh, learnings uh, in, in a way. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, I, for me, the, the, the secret thing around building a highly functioning team is diversity uh, and, and going to look out for uh, unconventional product profiles. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose the, the, the point that you brought across is that as long as the person is customer centric and sort of leans towards understanding what we need first, rather than just, you know, doing things internally, uh, and just focusing on a process, um, which is, you know, it's necessary skill, but it's not, uh, rather a priority for, for, you know, it's not the skill that makes you a great PM, right? Um, as long as there is the presence in that, uh, it's it's going to be a good fit, which is, I, I believe, the reason why we have great PMs coming from, as you said, variety of the professions and variety of the industries, because you can bring the same skills from even customer success, as you men mentioned, UX research, right, UX design, because all of those kind of career paths or all of those roles inherently just concentrate on, on the end user. And as long as you maintain that connection, there is, you know, uh, there, there is a path for you to, to become a great PM. Yes. And it's, for me, it's really the part that's harder to learn it, for me. It's really something you either have kind of, a like deep, like you want to understand why you want to know how the client is doing the thing you, you, you don't, uh, stop with uh, mixed answers. You don't, you don't settle with unsatisfactory, like mm. you need to know why. And that's hard to learn because it's like genuine, genuine curiosity and, and kind of a bit of a character thing where, as you mentioned, um, flawless execution, uh, that can be learned, I mm. think. Yeah. Of course, if you, if you have like a set process, you can just follow it. Right. I mean, uh, so many organizations, Shopify, uh, you know, Microsoft, they, they praise themselves on having fantastic process because they, they, they've worked them out. Right. And they sort of set them up to, to, you know, to maintain the same quality of delivery, but that's already secondary. Right. Once you've, once you've identified you know, the 95% needs from, from your end user and you're just working on, you know, perfecting this, you know, final 5%, final, final 1%. Yeah, exactly. 
that's at least my personal conviction. So I, I, mm -hmm. I'm sure not everyone will agree with me, huh? but uh, for me, uh, it's uh, it's where I expect PMs uh, and, and product people in general to be. Uh, I want them to, I like when, when someone is challenging uh, decisions because they bring to the table mm -hmm. a behavior they have observed, uh, uh, a specific uh, way of doing things they they think clients may be interesting in etc when, when when basically they challenge decisions based on the fact that they care about our clients mm. brilliant uh audrey thank you so much for for a conversation today lots of lots of things that i of course agree with you on but also lots of things that um, you know, that we've deep, di deep dived into that are so brilliant and so exemplary of, you know, for day to day, really decision making for you and for your team. So thank you so much for, for joining today and uh, looking forward to speaking with you again in, in the nearest future. Thank you so much, Alexandra. It was really a, a great discussion. And I love talking about product stuff. So that was great for brilliant. me too. And I hope it will help. Um, people that have listened and give them some ideas around things they could maybe try or, or think about. Yeah, absolutely. Or perhaps, you know, switch from, from their current career and consider really product management as a, a career path uh, to have, because it has so much to offer really. And it's never quite, you know, a boring day uh, that is just the same as, as yesterday. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. No, no, that's not, uh, I would not use that as the main uh, no, no, presentation no. Of, of product job, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I mean, th this is the reason why so many people actually will like it, right? Because it's, you're never bored. You can't possibly be bored because it's new day, new challenge. But, you know, if you like solving challenges, this is definitely a kind of a path for you. If you, you know, if you like the same day over and over again, probably not. But, um, you know, that that's, that's exciting. It's really stimulating all of the particles of the brain. Yeah, and it's a never-ending learning uh, journey too. I really feel uh, it's been more than 10 years I've been in product and I, I still feel I'm learning so many things yeah. every day and uh, and that I still have so many things to learn. So it's uh, that part too is very exciting. Absolutely.